Where have all the workers gone? Long time, I don't know. And please don't ever let me quote a folk song again. Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Green with Scott Ott filling in for Bill Whittle this week. Again, is so Rachel. Bill, get well soon. And yeah, gentlemen, I need to apologize up front because I have to mention some really big numbers. That's always boring. But the numbers are just a jumping off point for what I hope is the interesting stuff. So bear with me for just a second here. According to the uh, weird folks at, oh, thank you, Scott. Uh, he's got the calculator right there. Uh, according to the good folks at Zero Hedge, there was a new record, 3.7 million more vacant jobs. That is employers going, hey, we want to hire you uh, than unemployed workers in November, confirming that the U.S. labor market remains painfully cracked. That's their words. Meanwhile, as in my words, more than four million people quit their jobs in November as the great resignation continues. There are something like ten and a half million unfilled jobs out there, Scott, at a time of rising wages. Uh, why aren't they getting filled? Well, I'm no economist, um, and I'm only saying that not to excuse away the ignorance of my response, but just because that there's nothing more common than a headline that says economists surprised. Um, so <laughs> I just want to make it clear I'm not one of those guys. Uh, you know, I, I think there are a, a lot of factors that go into anything like this, but the, the thing that sticks out to me lately anyway is this idea that a lot of people saw an opportunity to leave the workforce after they were forced temporarily to leave the workforce because of pandemic shutdowns. Um, you know, in my W-2 job, our, our workplace shut down for about a month and then they slowly brought people back. So I came back after about a month, but other people were delayed in coming back. Um, and then I know that our manufacturers who make the stuff that we sell, uh, many of them stayed closed for much longer than that and periodically had to reclose because anytime somebody would test positive, they'd have to shut the line down, quarantine everybody and, and stay out. And, and I've, I've noticed that a lot of people have kind of seized upon this opportunity to say, you know what, life could be different I mean, it's not that it's not a lot of fun working at the chicken evisceration factory, but, you know, it is an <laughs> opportunity in some cases. Uh, at, at the very least, I want to look at it this way. I know some people have taken the opportunity to say, I'm not going to be a wage slave anymore. I'm not going to just trade my time for money, but I'm going to find a way to explore the skills that I have. And, and it's become easier and easier to peddle those skills um, through the Internet and in ways where you can work remotely. And I think it, it was kind of for people who have been dreaming of quitting their jobs, I think it gave them the impetus to say, okay, here's a trial run. Uh, I know even while I was off for a month, I spent a lot of that month learning how to code, believe it or not, uh, learning how to create apps in a in something called Microsoft Power Platform. And, and that was really great. And I've picked up some skills as a result of that that I could sell if I wish to, uh, in other ways. And I think a lot of people have chosen to do that. They've, they've moved on and they've taken different roles and they're, and they're not going to come back, not necessarily because they're layabouts who don't want to work, but because they don't want to do that kind of work. And I think that's an altogether salutary thing for the economy. Uh, I think we're going through a major churn period. Um, it probably doesn't explain everything. And certainly, um, you know, I've never tried to explain everything, but I do think it's a big chunk of this that people are saying, you know what? 
enough of that old service industry job, enough of that old factory job, enough of that old grind um, as a kind of mid-level office drone. I have a dream and now I have an opportunity to ply my trade or my craft or my art and I'm going to take it. Yeah, I think uh, I think you've found part of the truth there, Scott. Although, you know, I do want to say something to the uh, the YouTube algorithm or the YouTube censors who, who watch these things. Scott said that he himself learned to code, and he wasn't <laughs> telling one of our reality dispensers and our highly trained and uh, infallible journalism corps that they should go learn to code. So let's let's just be clear on that so we yeah, don't get yeah. banned or demonetized again or, or anything like that. Scott himself <laughs> learned to code. And he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Man, I'll kick us off of here again. Yeah. Uh, so the other part, though, the, the part that Scott didn't cover is uh, the labor participation rate, the labor force participation rate. That is of everybody who could get a job because they're not too young or too old or too sick, uh, has not recovered. We've had a full economic recovery. You know, we're, we're producing as much wealth as we did before the lockdowns shut everything down. But the jobs haven't come back. So it, it, it it's not just people going to 1099 gig work or selling stuff on Etsy. It's that the jobs just haven't come back. Over 4 million of them are missing. They're AWOL since COVID. Uh, where do you think they went? I don't know, man. It's, it's, man. it's like statistics are all over the place. Uh, and yeah, where did the statistics go while we're at it? I mean, I, I can understand... Um, you know, maybe producing wealth. Actually, no, I can't because it doesn't seem like we're producing product either. Didn't we have like a supply chain problem? Got people waiting for, Still, you know, waiting yeah. for stuff to come in, uh, you know, but people are for one reason or another, like having to be uh, laid off of their jobs or businesses closing down because of COVID. And, you know, and if they're, if they're having to be shut out of their jobs, they're, maybe they're getting uh, stimulus money. And if they're, not, and if they're uh, getting the stimulus money or they might've found like some sort of side hustle, which I don't know if they're going to be able to enjoy that kind of independent contractor status so much because I guess now what we got to report the if you make $600 you got to report that now so yeah. uh, or even things like uh, but the thing I'm concerned about is is the strategy of it what it looks like it looks like because we got people saying hey we'll give you a job if you if we'll give you a hiring bonus uh, we're gonna pay you this much this is like entry-level work and to me it's the Democrats setting up to take advantage of the fact of well, see, all these these evil capitalists, they could have paid you this much all along. They're always trying to you know, keep minimum wage low. And we're showing that we can increase the minimum wage. And we're showing that even there's a lot of people out there paying even practically, I mean, a, a, a well above that to be able to come and get you to come and work for them. So it's like, what are, what is it that we're supposed to, to look at as far as this goes? And I think, uh, you know, people might want to be really careful about you know, what it's looked like when they're, when they're offering more money for people to come and work for them. Yeah. You know, I think Zoe's got part of the answer. I think Scott's got part of the answer. I think I may have part of the answer here. And I think it comes down to one word and it's wages. You know, uh, the labor force participation rate, I hate to bring up that boring phrase twice, but it fell off the cliff during the Great Recession of 2008 or 2007, 2008. And it never recovered. It uh, under Barack Obama for eight years, it just slowly continued to trickle down after the big drop off of the Great Recession. But the thing is, it started to kick back up a little under President Donald Trump's administration right up until the COVID lockdowns. And of course, 
boom, it hit a brand new floor, just cratered, and it hasn't recovered. Those workers have not come back into the labor force. And here's why I think it's wages. Under Barack Obama, wages were essentially flat. The rich got richer and everybody else uh, treaded water, basically. Under Donald Trump, wages were going up the most for those who made the least. It was it's something we hadn't seen in 20 or 30 years, and it's a great thing. It shows that when you deregulate the economy, those benefits, I hate to use this phrase, trickle down to the uh, to those who typically make the least. And it was a wonderful thing to see. And that's why workers were coming back into the workforce, people who had given up hope under all that Obama change. Well, guess what? Wages look like they're up. You know, signing bonuses, uh, minimum wage, we pay way more, way more than minimum wage and all that. But real wages are actually going down because of inflation. And why should people come back into the workforce when their working dollar buys them less and less every single month, no matter how many raises they get? That's your right angle on that. Brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. I want to thank Zoe for filling in again for Bill this week. Bill, get well soon. So for Steve Green, oh wait, hey, that's me, Scott Ott and Zoe Rachel, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. 